Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. holidays you're listening to so i married a movie geek i'm chrissy mcqueen justin winters is celebrating with us as well and i couldn't be more excited to introduce not only our guest for this week's podcast but my bestest upon bestest friend i've ever had in my i'm gonna say young because i want to be young years on the planet well you better say young because if you're not young, then that means I'm not young since I'm two days older than you. Born two days apart. This is Kim Udelf, everybody. Woo woo. Kim, are you are you formally going by Kimberly these days? No. Okay, Kim Udelf, everybody. <laughs> but I am going by Kim Barnes. Kim Barnes, everybody. <laughs> Her best friend, and she doesn't even know my name. <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, we we talk about best friends a lot a lot of the show, but <laughs> Kim family. is actually our our best friend. Like, yeah, you're like at the true. top of the pyramid. Like, we yeah. just met yesterday, and then Chrissy just muffed your name up. <laughs> you you were in her wedding, Chrissy. I was. I was the matron of honor, which makes it even worse. Kind of a big deal. I'm gonna blame it on two things. Number one, the fact that I'm drinking Seattle cider, semi sweet hard cider. Which is 6.5% alcohol per volume. What? I know, right? And I'm a lightweight. Um, and secondarily, the fact that I've been calling you Kim Udell for the vast majority of our lives together. So this is an adjustment. It's her newlywed year. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And I have to make it. Kim Barnes. What a cool name you have. <laughs> I was about to talk shit about your cider, and then I looked down, and I'm currently drinking the best damn cherry cola. Which is because I bought that for you Hard cherry cola, because I ran it. out of beers, and this was the only thing that was left in there. Oh, shut your face. You love that crap. You were drinking it the other day, and you were like, oh, this. I mean, if I'm going to drink a cherry cola, it might as well have some alcohol in it. It works. I so, got you both beat with my smart water over here, so uh, don't go too hard. Safe. Don't go too hard. So uh, we were just talking about it before we started. Um, Kim was actually the very first guest on our podcast way back in. I mean, it had to be back when she was really a Udelfa, not a barn. Six years ago, pop quiz, Kim. That was your only time on our podcast. The first time, first guest. Do you remember what movie it was for? I do not. Do you? Justin has the power of the internet to look these things up. I don't. Do I have the internet in front of my face? <laughs> no, but I know you've already researched this. I didn't even have to research it. What is it? Because it was so memorable. What was Shut it? Up. Well, because we started watching a movie <laughs> and then Kim was due at our apartment and we paused it as we talked to her on like the outside intercom and we're like, come on up. And then all of a sudden she's there and she's talking about mannequin with us for like 25 minutes. So now just to make sure that, that Kim and I are in fact the same person, Kim, do you remember anything about the movie mannequin but she didn't even watch it that's the thing we we kind of caught her up to speed about mannequin i i i don't remember any of this so mannequin. yes we are in fact the same person mannequin is an amaz- amazing amazing 80s film starring andrew mccarthy <laughs> and samantha from 
uh, Sex in the City, and oh, she plays yeah. a mannequin, and he basically falls in love with her, and you know. Wasn't there also like a Tyra Banks movie that had that same plot? Was there? A Tyra Banks movie? That sounds horrible. (laughs) She's horrible. I didn't say it was good. I just said it existed. But, um, oh, by the way, I like your sweater. I just noticed it. So we're celebrating Christmas. It's a Christmas sweater. Chrismica. Chrismica for the win. Merry Chrismica, everyone. I have a friend um, who I adore her and um, invited us to a party coming next week. And she wanted to call it Chrismica, but she doesn't have Jewish friends. So she called it Chrismasica. And I was like, not the same, but I'm still coming. What? That doesn't even make sense. I don't get it. No. <laughs> she tried. What did... I hope she she's not tried. listening to this. If she is, I told her I love her. I mean it. That's true. But we said we didn't understand it. Well, we don't have to understand it. We can still love her. How, how has your holidays been thus far? Kim? We haven't really started yet. Mm-hmm. That's next weekend. So the I don't pre know. the pregame. This is your first as a uh, you know a, a lockdown woman. woman. Oh, yeah. Does that change? Do is you know g- what Robert is getting you? Probably nothing. We usually don't get each other gifts. It's all very romantic. The newlywed year, if you can't tell, <laughs> pretty exciting stuff. Well, I'm sorry. I, I I think I envy that that component of your relationship because. This year, Justin said, I want one thing for Christmas. Just one thing, Chrissy. One thing. And I'm like, oh, God, what is it? What is it? What is it? And he's like, a Nintendo. Not the old (laughs) kind and not an imitation, but the brand new one that has come out that's like the mini with all the games that are pre... um, pre You know about this, Kim? I don't. I didn't even know this was a thing. It's the hottest toy out there other than Hatchimals. I was going to say, I thought Hatchimals. It was like he asked me for a fucking Hatchimal. I'm like, uh, this was like a month ago before I, before I, we eventually found out that you literally have to murder someone to get your hands on one of these things. Apparently. Yes, you do. So the other day I asked him, I'm like, I'm just going to shoot straight with you. Do you want me to spend $300 on eBay to get you a Nintendo? And he was like, why do I have to decide about my own gifts? I'm like, (laughs) because yes, he does. I was being dramatic. This would be $300 of our money, so I just want to check with you. So I told her, I'm like, don't spend that type of money. I'm just really disappointed in Nintendo that they would do this to me personally, because I think this is a personal affront towards me. And then he told Brooklyn that on Tuesday morning, they're going to stand in line together in the cold outside Best Buy and attempt to get one. But then I told you there's already people in line, so that's oh, probably gosh. out of it anyway. Yep. Hell are crazy. So instead, Justin will be getting a Hatchimal. I'm excited. You don't know which one it is until it hatches. Did you know about this? I've heard about them. My neighbor is super into them. I heard they're just like Furbies that come out of eggs and I don't understand exactly all. what they are. And you have to take care of them like a Tamagotchi, but like 2016 style. Just you read my mind. Yeah. Of course I did. Of course <laughs> I did. I, I, don't, I don't have time for Hatchimals. It sounds like a lot of work to me. You already you have two children. You brought home a Hatchimal for Brooklyn. Remember I have, the, remember I have the, the human version of Hatchimals. What? The dinosaur. You, you brought home a dinosaur that, that was in an egg. That is not a Hatchimal, Chrissy. It was pretty close. That is one of those like you, it comes in like pill form and you drop it and it's like oh, styrofoam no, in your no this was not thing, a right? pill this was this was the size of my very tiny forearm because i'm a small person this was a dinosaur egg i got from cracker barrel and, oh, and you and you put it in a tub of water <laughs> hash brown casserole is gonna come out of it and you let it sit for a while and then eventually it like hatches inside the cup and you're like oh look it hatched a few days later and then you take off the shell and there was a dinosaur inside 
it was okay. amazing. It was, she's like, sounds I, 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 great, I guys. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have kids. I have to buy these stupid toys for because they all sound pretty ridiculous. Although Brooklyn only wants dress up toys for for Christmas, that's all she's asking. I took the kids to see Santa yesterday, Kim. Did you see the picture? I saw the picture. One of them looked very happy, and one of them not so much. Whoa. So we knew that in advance because our younger child is 18 months. And in case you guys don't have kids listening to this podcast, suffice it to say, when they're about a year and a half, they don't want to go to strangers. It's not something they like to do. Especially a fat man with a huge <laughs> bushy beard, beard yeah. and you know a red costume. Right. I was interrogating him like feet away from Santa before we... Kind of handed him off, and I was like, "So, Camden, are you excited to meet Santa?" He's like, yeah. "Deer in the headlights." He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know, it's like, what's the the Kristen Wiig character on character uh, on oh, Star Line? Oh, oh, um, oh. Is Gilly. It Judy, Gilly, Gilly, Judy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was just like that. I was holding him, and I was like, "So, uh, do you want to meet Santa?" And he goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "And are you excited for Christmas?" Yeah. And are you going to ask him for Christmas presents? Yeah. What do you want for Christmas? Dis. <laughs> Dis. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. But okay. Tin. Tin. Hamilton. Hamilton. He's in Hamilton. Um, to be fair, your son is Jewish. He's attending a Jewish preschool. Yes, so he is. Of course he's terrified of Santa. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about that. His favorite song is Roll That Latka Down to Town. No kidding. He asks for it. A classic. All day. He's like, he rolls his arms in a rolling motion. Then he goes, Rollat Kadan Town! Rollat Kadan Town! It's a classic tune. Anyway. So yeah, he uh, did not like Santa at all. Nope, but he's excited for Hanukkah. Brooke, Brooklyn was smiling <laughs> ear to ear, but he was upset. So. Brooklyn was so sweet. He's like, and what do you want for Christmas? And she's like, dress up clothes. And he's like, and what else? And she goes, no, that's it. <laughs> just dress up. Yeah. Just dress up. And then he looks and he goes, you're blessed. He had a Southern accent. And I was like, thank you. At least you don't have to buy her a Hatchimal. Right? Or Nintendo. So we're here to talk Christmas movies. Uh, Kim? Justin. Favorite Christmas movie of all time. Go. Love Actually. Oh. Big <laughs> So the two movies we are uh, discussing on today's Christmas edition, first Christmas edition in a while for our podcast, are Love Actually. Woo! And Chrissy? Ernest Scared Christmas. <laughs> nope. Not right. Nope. Ernest Saves Hanukkah. Try again. Ernest Saves Christmas. You got it. Booyah! So, um, I don't know how this happened, but Chrissy was like, I haven't seen Love Actually ever straight through before. Yeah. And I was like, hand me your woman card. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I was like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I've seen like in vignettes, pieces here and there. Like one of those movies that you've seen, kind of, and- disjointed fashion but not that's really pulp fiction for me but that's a different but podcast. we were talking about this last episode it seems like every, there's so many movies that Christy's just seen bits and pieces of and I'm just like so you were like at Walmart shopping and you like stop for a second to I watch believe it on? she said on the last podcast that she would not be in Walmart shopping so let's Kim try to listens get that to the straight. podcast thank you Kim you know what I think it is to be honest with you 
I think I probably have quote unquote seen it at some point, but I fail to remember anything except my name. So it's like, I feel like I haven't. So love actually came out in 2003. The IMDb log line is follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives in various loosely interrelated tales all set during a frantic month before Christmas in London, England. Kim, it's your favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's actually my favorite movie of all time. <gasps> what? <gasps> Shut Tied up. with like The Breakfast Club and The Little Mermaid. When I was just talking earlier, like it's <laughs> it's it's nice to have a, a love actually expert in the house and you're like, expert? <laughs> and then you went on to say that you own it on you, two physical copies. Two copies, yes. And then it's saved at the top of your netflix queue as well she just said it's her favorite movie of all time i'm sure that's true should she have a seance box a love actually seance box <gasps> no because i'm not crazy chrissy <laughs> there's nothing crazy about a titanic box no nothing nothing crazy about setting your alarm for 215 every year on the <laughs> night that the titanic sang the anniversary <laughs> and opening a seance box nothing crazy perfectly normal so i feel if i went to the google trends page now about like now I would see Love Actually on there. I think it's become like a weird modern Christmas classic. What's weird about that? What's weird about it? Well, we'll get to that, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's like a, we talk about Mount Rushmore's, but Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies around now. Like there's Christmas Story, which is continuously on Christmas. Right. 24 I like, hours. I feel like, uh, what like Rudolph the the It's a Wonderful Grinch. Life. It's Wonderful Life. Muppet. Grinch and Christmas Love Carol. Actually, and, love and I actually. think that it's like the out the strange outlier among all of them. I would pick Love Actually out of all those options you just gave me. Although a Christmas Story is high up. So, why your favorite movie of all time, Kim? Um, okay, well, for me, there's an emotional connection too, and I'm not to be all Debbie Downer on the podcast, but my mom was really looking forward to seeing it, and it was the first movie that I saw after she passed away. So I'm not going to focus on that, but I don't know. I just there's something about it. I just like love it, and it makes me really happy. It's it's the stupidest movie. There is like so much that is left to be desired with plot development and character development and all that. And I recognize that, but I just love to watch it. It always keeps me entertained. I always laugh and cry and I watch it over and over and I never get tired of it. Measure of a good movie. Chrissy. Yes. Love actually. Indeed. What'd you think? (laughs) So I'm torn about this because uh, I liked it for the same reasons that Kim just eloquently stated. Um, but I made the unfortunate choice of reading an article, which I've told you now ad nauseum on Jezebel about kind of like problems with the movie. And I read it before watching the movie. So my brain was like pre-wired to be looking for these problems. And I'm like, that's true. Diversity. What is diversity? Oh, this was written by men because all the women are there to service the men plots going forward. I didn't ask what Jezebel thought of it, Chrissy. I was asking what you thought of it. (laughs) I understand that, but I'm saying it colored my lens. I'm just saying. So, did I... You were looking for certain things. Yes. seeking them out. That's exactly it. Like, it was just kind of a predetermined scene in my head where I was like, we'll see if this germinates. And then I watched it, and then it sprouted a little. It didn't grow into a tree. I really (laughs) still enjoyed the movie, but little sprouts here and there are doubt. Awesome. 
<laughs> Thank you. This movie's weird, dude. <laughs> like, I haven't seen this movie in a while. And when Chrissy says that she hadn't seen this straight through, I was like, oh, okay, Love Actually. Like, it seems to be super popular and getting even more popular by the year. Like, it's been out 13 years now. It's weird. It's What's weird, weird about it? Well, I mean... It's called Love Actually, number one. I don't get the title. I have to admit. And, uh, because Love, love actually, actually is all around. Is all around. But, but then you, but it's almost like it's a joke. Like the whole, the, the title of the movie is a joke because it goes from the beginning where it's talking about, you know, when you're hanging out at the airport and you just see love everywhere, man. And I'm watching that and I'm like, Ugh, like, ugh, I hate the airport. Sucks. Yeah, I see miserable faces in TSA questioning whether or not I'm a terrorist. And it's like, love actually is all around. And then it goes to, wait, what's the number here? Uh, eight, eight very instances where it's not really there or all around. It's like the title should be, love actually is not all around. Like, it's. Love actually is here and there. Is. Under a rock. Is, is kind of fucked up, basically, in. It's at least, up, at but least it's six, there. Well, okay. So <laughs> let's talk about this. Uh, you guys want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie? Nope. 54%. 63%. Ah, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. I wasn't even going to try because I was so, way off. Love actually. So it has like these eight interlocking like stories where basically all but one of them have people that know other people in these stories. It's very weird and convoluted, and you're like, how do they know each other? And this time, even though I've seen it several times, I was just trying to get the whole, like, okay, how do all these... I need, like, a map or something to... Which one's the one that doesn't? Uh, Billy Mack, the the singer. Oh. He doesn't know anyone. They just see, like, they always see him on TV, like... They all know know him. He just doesn't know them. Exactly. So, in terms of all the stories, Kim, is there what what is is there a favorite one for you that sticks out? And then we'll go into why I think all of them are basically <laughs> Crap. Really, really scary. And <laughs> no, I I agree. As I said before, I definitely see the flaws. I think my favorite is the Natalie and David, the the Prime Minister storyline. I just think that they're cute. Oh, Justin's giving me a look already. He already let the woman finish. I can't give a look. No, no, you cannot give a look. No, I just think that they're really cute and I kind of like their chemistry and their dynamic and all that stuff. And then I also I'm torn because I like the the Jamie and Aurelia storyline. Like, I just think it's funny. It's actually that's probably the stupidest one in the entire movie. Mm, Questionable. No, it's it's up there. Maybe not the stupidest. It's up there. But I just think it's cute i just love their little interaction at the end when he proposes marriage to her and they've learned each other's languages and it's all mixed up but those are my two favorites chrissy i'm torn so on one hand i agree with kim about the daniel and natalie storyline david david David. (laughs) his name's david david and natalie storyline um and yet I know that Hugh Grant is kind of a jerk in real life. Yeah. So no matter what now I see him in, doesn't matter what movie. I'm like, Meh. Not only is he a jerk, he's the arch enemy, new arch enemy of our podcast as of a couple of minutes, uh, like months ago. Wait, a couple of months ago? What happened? Yeah. Well, he was mean to a friend of ours. And oh. if you're a mean to a friend of ours, you're mean you're to us. You're dead to us. Ew. You're dead to us, Hugh Grant. You are 
dead. We are looking for you on the streets. We will find you. We will find you. And murder your family. We have Liam Neeson's on our side. (laughs) The Liam Neeson's. All of them. (laughs) The Liam Neeson's star of my favorite story out of this movie, probably. Key and Peele? What? Key and Peele? No, I'm talking about the Daniel and Sam. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you know we're talking about love, actually, right? Yeah, she's just here. <laughs> but she's um, just here for the cider. So, 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 so right? that's my that's probably my favorite one. So David and Allie, and then I, I struggle to even say this out loud because I really wait. So how, you like the Hugh Grant one too? Yes, but and my There's second that look one, again because I'm with I'm with Kim. There, I have two. My other not one. Only, not only is he a terrible person in real life, he's a terrible prime minister in this movie. I don't know if you guys noticed he that. Dances anyway. It was like his first day, apparently, and he was already sucking. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really know what a prime minister speech, though. does. Well, on I a don't. Day basis. No, I, I I know what the prime minister is. I just don't know what they <laughs> they should be doing on a daily basis or on Christmas. So it's hard for me to say. Uh, we'll get into that. Sexually but, harassing wait. his assistant. <laughs> yeah, probably that. should be doing that. But the. <laughs> But the but the other thing is um, the storyline, the triangle. I am a sucker for triangles. With um, the triangle, what are you talking about? Uh, what's his name? Ch- I'm going to mispronounce his name. C H I W E T L. Chewy tail. Yes. I think that's it. Peter. Is it, it Chewy tail? Peter. In the movie, yes. it's Peter. Thank you. That's Thank a you lot Kim. easier to say. Peter. And Juliet, Peter, and Mark. Yes. Yes. And Mark. That's your favorite. It's my second favorite. That one's got some problems too. I know. Oh, I know. That one's got yeah, a lot like, of which problems. Which one? That's what I was like. All of them seem to have problems. Like even my favorite with the Liam Neesons and his son <laughs> that just wants to like hook up with a with a girl. Apparently, that's a good one too. Uh, he Liam Neeson's stepdad character at some point is like, I don't understand why he's so sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a week later died. Yeah, his mom and your wife, like he, Liam Neeson's got over it pretty quickly. No, but you know who helped him get over it was what's her face? Claudia Schiffer. No. She oh, didn't come in through the end. Like his uh, friend. Oh, Karen. Karen, who's like, oh, bollocks, just so sad because your wife died. Well, like, get a new pair, like, move on. You know, I can quote almost every line from that movie, and I don't <laughs> seem to recall that one. <laughs> Interesting. She was just paraphrasing, but I liked it. Well, it was well, good. Well, what was the scene in the in the kitchen then where she was like, oh, you still sad because your wife died? It wasn't that. <laughs> yes, it was. See, that's the main thing about this this movie is like, I like I like the movie a lot. I think it's great. It's definitely like, an, it's not a typical Christmas movie, and there's not a lot of... Uh, you know what I think of love going around, <laughs> like charity, different good types cheer. of love, I guess. But the biggest thing about this movie is women get a like a bad rap in this movie. I know, I know. Like what woman like comes out like the victor in terms of poor, looking poor, looking okay. good? Let's go through the women for a minute. Poor Natalie, who is like a size six. Ugh. And the whole movie is being called fat, fat or yeah. chubby, yeah, yeah, plumpy. Yeah. Hey, plumpy. Oh, uh, the whole time, I just wanted to throw things at the television. I'm like, this is insane. First of all, even if she were more softing, like, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck are you? Secondarily, she's not. So they're like, right. it's just a whole thing. And then we have, uh, what's her face? Who we were just talking about a second ago. What's her name? Karen? Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Emma Thompson's character, yeah. Karen. Emma, thank you. Emma Thompson, who 
I admit is a little rough around the edges, but I think that it's it's prime example of like, oh, what's that? A woman who speaks her mind and has an she deserves to be cheated on. She deserves a great mother and makes a lobster paper mache costume. But she she deserves to be cheated on because she is rough around the edges. She is frumpy. And yep. she um, likes to cry and listen to Joni Mitchell re- records. Ugh, Poor Laura Linney, worst. who is pining away for years, just waiting for somebody to notice her. But because of her family devotion, her brother is mentally impaired. Right. Yeah, but I also okay that one. I I, I don't know if it's because I hate Laura Linney or I just hate that character. You hate or I her? hate that storyline. Oh. I don't know. There's just something about her that I don't love, like as an actress and a person. I don't know what it is. But also when when he says to her, so when they're hooking up, you know, and they're in their little moment, and then she answers the phone, and then she hangs up, and she's oh it's my brother, and then he calls again, and then Carl just looks at her and he goes, "Would it make a difference right now?" And she goes, "No." But then she still answers the phone. I kind of am with him. Like, you well, have a guest. That's rude. Don't answer the phone right. It's not going to change anything. It's weird that Carl is like one of the, in terms of male characters in this movie, he comes across probably one of the best. Um, Carl. Do you remember yeah, no, Carl? Yeah. No, I, of course I know who he is. I'm giving you, you that know face. Carl's chest? Remember his chest? His chest. I remember his long flowing locks? I saw his, the dimples in the backside of, not his butt, but like the backside of his back before the butt. They were nice. I love, one of my favorite scenes is when she finally, like, he, she invites him over and, uh, she's like really nervous and she's like on the other side of the wall. They just walked in and like, she does like the happy (laughs) dance. Yes. That's such a great moment. Um, but yeah, she, the whole thing with her brother and like, you know. Very sad. Is, is she, she, it's weird that they work in an office together and like, it seems like it's always dark. Like it's like Working their late? darkness <laughs> under desk you know lamps. What's also weird is that her boss called her into his office and essentially told her to go sleep with Carl. <laughs> I don't know about you, but my boss has never had that kind of chat with me during my work day. No, my bosses have just been like, would you like to sleep with me? And I'm like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> you should make a movie about that. It's a different movie. I don't know. But is, is that not strange, right? The boss calls her in. It's like, oh, it's totally strange. How long have you been pining over him? Go tell him you want to have his babies. Everyone knows. Like, that's he knows. Weird. Go tell him. And I'm like, what? What? Is, what? Since when, Alan Rickman, are you a matchmaker? Okay. But even after that, she's still like staying late in the dark, you know, waiting for him to her little tree to leave. Yeah, this well, you know what it is because like it's like she that's the she is pining and waiting for the time that she'll just get to say those like two words like good night, and it's so sad. It's if you think about it, because that's why she's staying late. So they can have the, yeah. the opportunity. And because she doesn't have anyone yeah. except her brother. So she doesn't come off like, I mean, in the end, she's hanging out with her brother on Christmas and not with Carl. Well, you know, you pick family. But wait, let, let, let's segue briefly because we brought him up to Alan Rickman and his whole uh, side of Alan Rickman. First of all, how sad is it? post Alan Rickman's passing to see him. I'm like, oh, I mean, he's still Snape for me, but like I, I see this and I'm like, Alan Rickman, I'm sad that you're dead. I am also sad that he's dead. 
But uh, he was a uh, kind of a douche, douche in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he was. Although Which is even I harder because you're like, stop being him. a douche, Alan Rickman, and let me love you. Right. Maybe that's why I felt sorry for him because I wanted to love him. But but I had moments where I was like, no, don't make the bad choice. Like, don't buy the necklace. Don't do don't do do it. And then because it seemed like he was kind of like wrestling with his own virtue. Your love actually expert. That. Did they put the finger into the hole? Uh, Alan Rickman, know. Alan Rickman, no. and, and weird. You I mean, guys, you guys already threw shade at oh, her. We haven't even started like, taping. You're like, she's not attractive, she's not, is she? And also, what's her name? Mia. Mia. She's the worst. Mia, the girl that wears uh, devil horns to the Christmas the party. Christmas party because that's appropriate. And <laughs> I wore sense. them for you. Also, that necklace. This has always <laughs> bothered me. Is probably the most hideous necklace I've ever seen in my entire life. And for both of those women to get so excited about it, and for him to even think that was a good idea, if anybody ever handed me that necklace, I would just say no, thank you. Did you say how much he paid for it? Like he was too much. Unless someone paid him to take it, it was too much. All right, Justin. Kim, Kim, here. I have this necklace for you. It's beautiful. No, You're no, thank you. That's what I would say. It's not a cute necklace. Like. I'm pretty sure they had a budget for that movie. They couldn't have come up with a nicer necklace. Like the prop people couldn't have. My reaction would have been like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's beautiful. I would have regifted it in White Elephant. That's what I would have done with it. <laughs> yes. At the work Christmas party, I would have. That would have been very confusing. <laughs> when, when what's her face comes, Ellen Thompson, she's like, who's wearing the Emma, necklace? Emma, you're very bad with names. Oh, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Emma Thompson comes and she's like, who's wearing the necklace that I found in my husband's coat pocket? And then she sees somebody that got regifted via a white elephant exchange. What if she chose it during white elephant? Whoa. Um, this movie's all about how guys can't keep it in their pants, basically. Basically. Speaking of not keeping it in Every single guy. Pants, sure. I actually forgot one of my favorite couples. <laughs> and that's John and Judy, the the porn stand-ins. John and just Judy. Just Judy. I love them. I think they're adorable, and I know that's super weird to say. No, it's not because they're mostly naked. But so was it like a soft core, like Skinamax movie? Clear, very unclear. Because I feel like real porn doesn't have stand-ins. Yeah, because they probably don't have the money to pay people. To right. Be- There's just like the real actors, and they do it. I mean, he said he stood in for Brad Pitt before, so yeah, I would seven years to bet. Yeah, at <laughs> least like talking himself up while he's like doing this motion to her. <laughs> Maybe it's the- like the equivalent of the stand-in for like um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Ten Shades of Grey. Fifty. <laughs> well, you know, he's uh, that's Martin Freeman, who was the original <laughs> Jim from The Office. Yeah, if you have ever seen the original office no. before. No, I know it exists. He was the original GM in the office. Aww, so That's awesome. But yeah, that was really weird. I was explaining this movie who's so dude that's never seen it before. I'm like, dude, it's got like pseudo porn, <laughs> like definitely some boobies and you know. You I was watching it when we were watching, I was like, I think you saw his like No Mr. Mr. Happy Christmas a little bit there. No, you did not. Yeah, when she's like bouncing on top of him and stuff and they're talking about their day. There was no wang. A little bit of wangage. Christmas wang. It's just so cute how they're so shy around each other and they're (laughs) just standing there naked like humping each other and then he can't even ask her out. Like he's so shy. I just think they're precious. There is something precious about it. Is it weird to you guys that the, um, the... the uh, the black guy that works, he seems like he's a Tony. producer. He's also the friend, friend yeah. 
Colin's friend at the the wedding party thing. There were a lot of disjointed things like that. We were like, wait a minute, Colin, Colin, Colin. I'm going to America. So, <laughs> true story, and Kim will be able to attest. When we were younger, like before I met you, Justin. American girls are sluts. I would have All done, I have to do is would, fly right in. It's true. With a bag of condoms. You could have been like, just... just this whole backpack. <laughs> condoms. You could have been... I'm not even taking any clothes. You could have been like, just shy of good looking. And when I was 20 or something like that. But if you were British or you had a British accent, like, that was it. For my 21st birthday, mm-hmm. my, my best gay BFF, Danny, brought me a British friend who was in town and put a bow <laughs> on his head and said, happy 21. I brought him for your party. And he was in I on the joke. And he was, like, he was like, hello, it's so nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, You're my like- God. <laughs> Basically, and I was like, best Christmas or birthday present ever. So gross, Chrissy. There is. And I met you later that year. You did. You met me a few months after that. I'm like, howdy, (laughs) y'all. Not quite the same. And I was like, but he has an accent. All right, we can work with. So basically, what you're saying is, love actually has it right with this, you know segment with Colin, and you know, yes, 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 they do. No, no. I mean, I'm a sucker for an accent just as much as the next girl. But if I just met a guy in a bar and he said bottle and straw, I wouldn't necessarily Bottle. invite him back to my place to stay with me. Straw. And that, what a whole, that whole thing is just weird. There's like four girls and they all sleep in the same well, bed. They have to naked. sleep naked in the same Ugh. bed. It's, They're all super Wait, who is it? It's oh January Jones. Alicia oh, yeah. Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. And I don't know the other. Well, person. obviously, highly exaggerated for entertainment value. <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> but just weird. But the concept in general of a Brit coming to America and being like, "Look at me, I'm yes. halfway decent looking, yes. and I have an accent." People are like, oh, "Yes!" And the only way they try dropper. to make him say the words, and then they laugh and they repeat them oh and talk God, about how right? precious it is. Yes, yeah. yes, I've been there. Oh, let's go on holiday, and people are like, "Do you mean vacation?" And they get all excited. Yes. So there were eight vignettes uh, in this movie, but apparently the original concept for the film, including. Included 14 different scenarios. Before them were cut, two after having been filmed, which means those two, those couple that we saw in the deleted scenes uh, (laughs) were apparently those. I didn't even know there were deleted scenes like this in terms of like whole stories that were excised from the movie, but now seeing them. Yeah. yeah. My issue is so like I've said it's my favorite movie but it's just because it's just kind of a feel good movie and it's just always entertaining. But what makes you feel good? Like what, what are the <laughs> things that make you feel good about there's it? Cuz the, the 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 couple there's not a lot of, you know. Well, there's familial love and there's friendly love and stuff like there's so love. Love actually is all around Justin. Just it's not <laughs> totally in your face. Everywhere but, you look. <laughs> But my issue with this movie is that there's just not a lot of, like, character development in some of these stories. There's already too many characters and too many people. To say that there were 14, that's crazy. Because I can hardly follow and keep up with the eight that we have. Yeah, that's kind of true. I know that we're bouncing around, but we talked about Juliet, Peter, and Mark. (gasps) Which I think when when people first think of Love Actually, they think of... Mark, 
the signs. The uh, who's played by yes. Andrew Lincoln of Walking Dead fame, holding up the signs that what was it? To me, you're perfect. What, what do they say? Yeah, but at Am Christmas, because people make confessions or something like that at Christmas. You know. What so my question as a guy to two ladies at this point is about Mark: Is he a stalker? Is this? <laughs> I'll it, Kim answer that first. Is this? Um, Okay, uh, an, an okay. Like, it can't be okay. What he what he what he does in this movie? Actually, I don't really think he's a villain in this movie because he's not actively going after her. He's trying to hide it. I think, except for the science scene, but it's just all a little like this is what I'm saying. Like, why does he love her? He's never spoken to her. He just loves her from afar. Like, it's kind of creepy at her wedding. He's just zooming in on her, and you know, in the videos and all this stuff. Like, the whole thing is just a little strange. And he's so rude to her, and he doesn't even talk to her. And she come like I don't know. It's just there's not enough development there for me to like fully understand what it is. But I do think he's like you know. I don't know. He, he It's his best friend's woman. He's trying to be cool, I think. He's trying to be cool? Chrissy, is he a bad guy? He, t- he There's editing in that video. Like, she might as well have been like, I've, I've found, what's his name? I found Mark's Boner Jams Part 4. Should I throw this in? And there's like, edited like, really close up, like, her eyeball yeah, for like... Weird. 30 seconds. I'm really torn on this He's one. He's like... I'm super torn. Because objectively speaking, yes, of course he's a stalker and like a betrayer to his best friend and doing all the things that break the bro code and also being weird towards women. Yes, objectively, yes. Bros before hoes. Yeah. But he's not in your face about it like he's just kind of in his own private little world yeah his own it. obsessive world that's true he tries to keep the videos from her he tells her no he tells her don't you know what? oh I don't I'm have getting anything the subjective what if part? his friends what if his friend uh, opens up the door at the end well wait I'm getting signs. I'm getting to the subjective part but the you sub- weren't really definitive in your thoughts of if he's a stalker or a bad guy no because I'm very capable it's unfortunate but of of compartmentalizing my feelings about this so objectively wrong subjectively i kind of understand in a way because sometimes taking from his perspective crazy though it is sometimes you want something you can't have yes and there's no way around it there will never be a happy ending for you like it, again, from his perspective, like there, he's never going to get her. He's never going to be able to win her over from his best friend, nor he want to because right. he loves his best no, friend. He never tries so there, to, right? So there is literally no end game for him. So knowing that, all he is capable of doing at most is loving her from afar. And he says it's a self preservation thing, you know, when she's in there looking mm-hmm. at the video and everything. He says that. Like that's why I say he's not I wouldn't label him a villain. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say either. he's like trying to swoop in on his best friend's girl. The sign thing may be a little bit but It was a little much. Yeah. <laughs> it, which is so crazy because it's my favorite part of the whole movie. I think it's I everyone's it's favorite everyone part of the whole too. movie. Yeah, it's like a, it's a hallmark grand, moment. Yeah, romantic gesture. But yeah, well I don't know what his end game is. It's really He doesn't have one. That's he. He's just like I don't have an end game. It's Christmas. I'm just apparently the cat's out of the bag. You like you know that something is up. So I'm just gonna let you know. Like to me, you are perfect. Mm-hmm. And then she she comes into the street 
and kisses him. Kim, would you have kissed him? No. Well, I mean, it's hard to say because I don't really know what her feelings were for him, if any, but I wouldn't do that you to don't my even, husband. You didn't even talk to me. Like when she realizes <laughs> it, she's like watching that video and her eyes are like, oh, You don't God, like me. Yeah. You right. don't like me. You exactly. would talk to me. It's interesting. Very middle school a, of him. A nice yeah. gesture on her part for him. But also her husband was sitting inside and and that's a little weird. And then what what was her plan? Like, oh, I'm just going to kiss. Like, she didn't know that he was going to react and say, oh, enough, enough now and walk off or whatever. Like, right. what if he was like, hey, I want more of that. I don't know. It just. I, I think a kiss on the cheek would have been appropriate. Yeah. That's something I could be yeah. on board with where she's like, you know, very sweet. Like, thank you. Yeah. But, you know. Not, but I'm married. Bye. Right. So you were married earlier this year, Kim. I was. What if, you know. Right in the middle of your wedding, Christy and I like jumped up and said, by the way, here's, you know, earth, wind and fire. And like they <laughs> jump up and start playing songs. We have a surprise for you. <laughs> I In this movie, you're, you're just like, I hope they think. I hope they're cool with this. Number yeah, one, right. number I two, it's like where like tens of thousands of dollars they spent planning this day aren't usurped by this random performance of people who were sitting in the audience. Half the by wedding the way. party. Half did the they wedding. notice that half the like, wedding I hope party? I'm not paying for them for dinner would probably be my first thought. Did they not, that shit is expensive. They know they obviously didn't know half the wedding party, and they start jumping up and singing. So, so. I noticed, I'm like, how did they not notice when she walked on the aisle? Like, I don't know these all these people. strange people. Yeah. Maybe they thought, oh, they must be from the groom's side. They must be from her side. But I'm sure they would know I each other. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, to conclude that that segment of the storyline, I enjoyed it. I know it has a lot of plot holes. I know it's like totally wrong. <laughs> and yet I enjoyed it. You guys, fa- you so your favorite vignettes are the ones where women are shit on, basically. And mine are... <laughs> K- Karen Knightley wasn't shit on during that. Um, I mean, she was vaguely stalked. Okay, I guess she wasn't shit on. And she kind of cheated on her husband. I mean, I don't know. She she kissed another you man. Cheating? She kissed another man. She's what it wasn't like a passionate kiss slash grabbing of the ass. I mean, listen. Chrissy's bar goes to passionate kiss and grabbing of the ass. That's where it becomes cheating. If my husband kissed another woman, just. Because she flattered him a little bit, I wouldn't be that cool with it. Yeah, what if you're, what if Robert's best man, you like went over to the, you're like, what's his name? What's the best man? Obi. Obi. <laughs> you won't believe this, but the video company totally screwed up the video. I know you took some shots at the wedding. Oh I need to see it because I need to see a good shot of my dress. Popped it in, and it's like you're like a my quarter eyeballs. of your face. <laughs> You know, dancing along and like you're waving. I think I'd go home and I would have a conversation with Robert and say, we need to talk about Obi. (laughs) Things are getting weird. (laughs) So you would you would confront Robert with it. You'd be like, Robert, let's talk about Obi. Yeah, I'd probably leave Obi's place as soon as possible because I wouldn't want to be alone there with him. And then I would go home to my husband and be like, yo, we got to talk about your best man. So in your situation, it works. In Justin's and mine, Justin's best man was a woman named Allison, who's our friend. So I can't imagine going to Allison's house and watching that. I'd be like, oh. You never know in this day and age. Watching that video that he made, I thought 
it would be fu- pretty funny if someone started like a wedding video company, like Love Actually Videos, which is like <laughs> the, for- the forehead of the bride for like 30 minutes. And whenever anybody asks for a copy, the they're like, head. we lost it. We can't find it. We don't know where it is. Oh my goodness. No, I would not pay for that service. But but, but well, wait a minute. We'll put it on VHS for you and then you can just randomly <laughs> place it amongst your, your house for someone to find. It was going 2003 back- people. VHS yeah, right? is okay. I agree. But going back to the, the whole kiss in the street thing, again. You're, you're really defending her. I am. Because if it were a kiss on the cheek, I would understand it. it it's flattering. You're going to have But you have, have to put it in context about what she just saw. Not only the signs, but the video. Like, she went straight from, like, seeing the video, and then he was back several days later with the signs, right? The literal signs and the figurative signs. Well, because... (laughs) So she had time to think about this. This is not, like, spur of the moment. Like, oh, God, he's here with these signs. And then, like, give give him a kiss at the end. You're definitely leading him on to, like... After that, he's like, oh... So it's like dumb and dumb. So you're telling me there's a chance. Well, maybe her husband never won, won her over that way. Maybe this was a grand gesture that he never did. And that to see that somebody oh, else did it. now it's getting even darker and more depressing. But Thank you, Chrissy. This is what I'm saying about the lack of like character development. We yeah. don't know anything about them. Why does he love her? He's never spoken to her. He just sees her. like he, He's, he's uh, in love with the idea of her. We don't even and know. Wh- and why does it have to be about race? One guy's black. The other one's white. Yeah. True. Kinda still the black guy's ma- woman? Totally not fair. Jeez. But but seriously, I mean, as as we all know as married folk, and it's funny because we were kind of like teasing with Kim about this earlier, like the first year of married life, like there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance like there is in the fairy tales and like no offense to her husband, who I'm sure is great. I do tons of love signs, Chrissy. <laughs> I show up at our own door. <laughs> the doorbell rings. You're like, just away outside. Well, pull out the some flashcards or something. Was I, was I at work that day? Did I miss Chris it? Is on the toilet. Justin just barges in the bathroom. Is I walking the dog? I don't know. So that's what I mean. Like, if the fucking postman showed up at this point, he's like, to me, you are perfect. I'd be like, that is so sweet. And I would like chase him down and give him a kiss on the cheek. Or I could be in the other vignette and be like, Chrissy. I know, so Joni Mitchell is your favorite artist of all time. So I bought you probably her most famous album of all time. Which I've never heard ever. Why don't you, don't why don't you already own this, yeah. you know? And she seems so confused, too. Well, I mean, I guess I know she was confused that it wasn't a necklace, but she did. She was like, oh, what is this? And had to like look through it to figure out what it was. So I, I like the Liam Neeson vignette. I like, mm-hmm. the, I like the Billy Mac vignette just because... Everything he says and does, Hilarious. I'm like he, he's kind of like the most honest person in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, and that song is kind of like an earworm that once you hear it, um, yes. and this I mean the soundtrack altogether. There's a lot of really good songs in this soundtrack. And for some the reason, Pointer Sisters. How can it. you not dance to the Pointer Sisters? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was just like, isn't that <laughs> shout for Which? for your love? Jump in, shout, kick my heels up and shout, two different songs, come on now, shout, say jump in, come on now baby, fan are you, your favorite movie of all time, and it's not the soundtrack I love, it's the movie that I love. Well that's part of the movie is the music. We didn't talk about 
Jamie and Aurelia. That was my other. Oh, yeah. Uh, very weird as well. <laughs> also weird. Uh, I would like to claim this woman for my own. We never had a conversation <laughs> ever. Was, I was going to say, speaking of not talking to someone, I mean. Well, he was in a rough spot emotionally. He had just gotten been cheated on um, by his brother. His brother. Who, by the way, More towards, sadness. The, towards the end, they're having like the Christmas party with the whole family, and his brother's there. And I was Wait, like, "Wait, is he there? Because I didn't see him." Yeah, I was like, "Dude, he just like cheated on his brother, and you guys invited him to Christmas dinner." I don't know. Still family. No, no, no. But no. I have okay. So this happened just of, earlier. Let's that say week. one of them ended up being a same-sex person. So like you know, Brooklyn's gay, and and Camden ends up stealing Brooklyn's woman. I would be like. Brooklyn, I maybe love it's you, not the best maybe, time. Yeah, it was. Just, maybe How about just we send year. you some leftovers? You know what? We'll have a Brooklyn Thanksgiving. Your dad and well, I will come to you. What if we'll he comes over? We'll have the weekend over. in town. And like, it is we'll pretty meet, awkward. And the like, good news is it. he didn't stay. We hate Uncle Jamie. So wait a minute. You said I you like this, Uncle Jamie. I I like it because I think the they didn't even talk to each other. Too. Barely. Yeah. What they is it that you love did. about this? Kid? No, I just. I she love... got in her underwear that one time and jumped and jumped in the lake for <laughs> his it. papers, that's and that, that's all it took. I and just who think writes they're... a novel by the by the lake. By the way, on typewriter. Well, yes, and that's she. Then he didn't make copies or anything. I mean, they kind of pointed out that was stupid. I just think it's cute at the end. I like their little exchange and the whole like yeses be my answer. Oh, you learned English just in cases like that whole thing. I just think it's funny. It just makes you smile. And I the mean, whole, the whole I hate to, as a guy, say that it, it. it was way too quick. Like, they really needed to get to, get to know each oh, other I agree. a They're little bit more. probably not still together today if they were a real couple because they don't know anything about each other. But I thought the whole, like, he goes to the house and then the ugly sister and they all follow him and then everyone's, the whole town is following him and she's shocked. And They make fun of the ugly sister, then they insinuate that... He's he's buying buying her like she's a slave. Yeah, father's going to sell Aurelia to this man and he's going to murder her. Um, I just think it's funny. It just makes me laugh. Is, is there, there a something large, wrong with laughter? Is, it, <laughs> is, there, is there a large Portuguese contingent in France? Or not France, in uh, England like that? I do not or, know. Is, no, wait, they're in but, France. Yeah, he left. At that point, they're in France. He goes to... Meet meet the family and stuff. He leaves. Yeah, yeah. He's in her hometown. I don't know. Um, which ones? So which ones? I'm trying to think what we've. I guess the one we didn't really talk about that much was David and Natalie. Other than that, just the whole thing is Natalie's supposedly this obese, morbidly obese woman. She's another. Like every every woman that's like a new assistant or secretary is instantly like pounced upon. Basically, you have Alan Rickman, him and his secretary. Yeah, you have Hugh Grant and his. She's in a, a catering manager. Catering it, is she catering manager? She brings him biscuits and scones or something. I don't know. She seems to act more like an assistant or a secretary than a catering. He manager. says at one point. She's the biscuit lady. She's the catering manager. It is said in the movie at one point. I can't remember. Is it? Yes. Uh, apparently, and this this just came out recently on a talk show in the UK. I guess she's on. But 
Martine McCutcheon, who played Natalie, recently revealed that her love actually kissed with Hugh Grant at the end at the airport. Not only not only involved tongues, but took a massive twelve takes to perfect. Whoa! Hugh Grant probably fucked it up on purpose just to be able to redo it. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Fuck you, Hugh Grant. Also, can we wait? Can we just talk about how? What kind of records does the prime minister keep, by the way, or his office? That they don't know where one of their employees lives, that they can just look that up in a file somewhere. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of get that one just for the 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 fun sake of him going door to door. Yeah, it's a big romantic gesture. He doesn't stop and take the time <laughs> to look through files. That's not romantic, but he Chrissy. He's surrounded, and by it's people. also not a good scene in a movie, Chrissy. Yeah. I don't want to see him looking through files. He doesn't have to. He's surrounded by people who take him to the houses. Why doesn't one of them, like the footman, basically be like, Sir, you know we have public records that would tell us where she lives. What is this, Cinderella? (laughs) Yes. He's just... I will turn that frog into a footman, and then I will send him door to door to find find my fat assistant, you know, whatever her, her... job title is fatly he's showing that he listened to her he knows she's from the dodgy end so he tells the driver to the dodgy end let's go and then yes like justin said it makes for a good scene in a movie when he has again why doesn't one of the other people then then suggest sir would you like us to pull the record that's what you want to harp on you don't want to focus on the fact that some man shows up at some married woman's house with crazy signs or two people who don't speak the same language and literally never speak to one another magically fall in love and learn the language in two weeks or whatever it is that's what you want to focus on that nobody told him where natalie lives that's a different plot line i understand that i'm just saying in this movie that's the part you're going to be picky about I mean, I'm just saying. It seemed like it was ineffective, and it was... You know what? It all worked out. Unorganized. And then they went to the play, and then they made it Stop defending Hugh Grant, guys. He's the enemy of the podcast. Do you know, I think that in probably real life, Hugh Grant is much like his Bridget Jones character. An asshole? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every... <laughs> he gives interviews where he trashes old female co-stars a lot. He's the worst. I don't think people like him that much. Anyway, so Liam Neeson's great in this movie. Kim probably doesn't know why you're calling him Neeson's plural. I don't. I've just heard you guys both do that. Do you want, what, do you want to explain? You already explained earlier, apparently. No, I, didn't. I just alluded to it. Uh, it's a Key and Peele. They call him Liam Neeson's. It's like one of their favorite actors in Key and Peele. They get very excited uh, and they call him Liam Neeson's and they're playing like valets at some sort of fancy establishment. And so... They talk about plot lines from his movies, but they call him Liam Neeson's. And so they're like, did you see that one scene with Liam Neeson's? And he did that. So there's a, se- there's a scene in Love Actually where uh, Liam Poor Neeson's Justin. character and his stepson are kind of like doing some familial bonding over they watch women. <laughs> there you go. They watch Titanic. Why do they watch Titanic? Because it's awesome. Put away your extreme love for that movie in Leo's side. Why do they watch Titanic? Because he's hurting. I trust Sam you. Don't hurting. they do like the trust fall? Or trusting? Upset, they do goes, flying. Sam is upset. And he goes, you know what we need? We need Kate and we need Leo. And we then need they the go right watch Titanic. <laughs> because that's apparently what you need when your heart is hurting. Is it? Yes. 
is to it? just believe that romance is alive. And that people will go to great lengths and do anything for love. You know, the kind of great lengths where when you're floating on a piece of wood and there could easily be more than enough room to let your true love on. She could have moved over, Kim. That kind of there love. There was so much room. That's what they needed. But she jumped off of a lifeboat to get back on the sinking ship to be with him, everybody. And if she wouldn't have done that, maybe he could have floated on that wood and he could have been alive. And then they could have met up later and been like, Whoa, that was crazy, but at least we're both alive. I think there should be a podcast like a, um, uh, it's like a lawyer based, defense based, and Chrissy basically <laughs> is like Judge Chrissy, and she defends all her favorite characters. Like, you know, <laughs> she didn't have enough room. Kate didn't have enough room. Well, Mythbusters. Hugh Grant in this, this movie, he was, you know. Here she goes. What? Mythbusters mythbusted this. Oh, really? Yes. First, they proved James Cameron right. And they said, it's true. Actually, even though he could have fit on the board in terms of like the weight. Yes. They would both would have been soaked with just enough water. No. Fatally. They would have been soaked with just enough water that they both would have died of hypothermia. But again, a problem that could have easily been solved if she would not have jumped off the lifeboat and he could have just been on there by himself. Who knows if he would have even made it there. Maybe he wouldn't have been at the top of the ship when he was like, we need to get as far away from everything as we can and gone on the top. Maybe he would have ended up somewhere different. Okay, this is a different podcast. <laughs> Every single podcast, Chrissy. Every single podcast. It went a little awry. Um, this movie grows $60 million in the U.S. 60 or 16? Six zero, two hundred $247 million worldwide. I okay. helped with that. Yes, you, you did. did? Yes, you're welcome, love, actually. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I just think it's like it's weird that it's become such a like a, a classic or mainstream. I don't think it's as weird as you think it is. Really? Yeah. I mean, it has its holes for sure, but it's charming. No, I'm not, but I'm not talking about holes. I'm just talking about, you know, if you were to pick several different vignettes that revolve around love, you would think a, little, a, a lot more, more would be more traditional than they are. I actually understand it. It's a modern classic. It's definitely more... I feel like a lot of movies have tried to follow that sort of format, though. And I think that it's been the most successful. Because wasn't there... There was like a New Year's one and a Valentine's Day one where there's like all these yes, like intertwining right. stories and all these... And big name actors, too. And they just haven't been that successful. She's like, absolutely right, this one. I don't know why. It's like they saw the success of that movie and tried to replicate it and failed miserably. But I don't know why Love Actually was so much more successful. It was endearing. It, it was both endearing and endearing. And it has British accent. I'll tell you one thing this movie does have. It has definitely has some of my favorite um, Christmas uh, school play performances in any movie that I've seen before. <laughs> right? Between the, uh, you know, Jesus in a manger that has Spider-Man and a and lobster, an octopus. <laughs> an octopus involved, to the... Um, Mariah Carey Christmas performance that starts off full band acapella then goes to a full band with a kid who just learned how to play the drums and the teachers like but they said it was all the schools coming together for this like it wasn't just one school and that girl's mom was just in it let me ask you that so so he's in love with this chick named Joanna who's like the coolest the coolest girl in school the most popular whatever she's obviously a very good singer in this movie but she instantly, like the night of her huge performance, they decide to Leave move. Town. Go back to they're America. Not, 
like they're like high talent. They're like moving. I don't think it was necessarily decided that quickly that they were going to move. Like they knew, but it was just it happened to fall on that night. Yeah, but why can't they just wait till after Christmas? Why can't they wait one more day? Because usually it's visa problems. Like the visa expires on a certain day, and you have no control of when Cheap your flights. visa expires. Cheap who, who, flights. Who issued that visa? Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, the state. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? They don't know about school. Mr. Bean. And they just say like, "All right, your visa is good through the thirtieth." That was a little bit sudden. Uh, so, by the way, so there's deleted scenes in this movie. We saw huh. one oh, today. Apparently, the kid, what's his name? Sam. Sam. Mm-hmm. Now, was there any leftover inkling in in what was left over that he was a gymnast or he was into gymnastics? No. 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 So, in the deleted scene, and I urge everyone to find this on YouTube. Oh my god! When he's pretty awful. The end scene where he's running after her in the airport, which was already kind of like outlandish. Yeah. Especially now, years later, where we can't even walk in an airport without getting accosted and asked to take off our shoes and stuff. It's already crazy that he's just so agile that he just jumps over the TSA. He he does a a flip, uh, like a somersault flip. He does handsprings. And then does handsprings. Cartwheels across the airport. And then the bars, he like... Cause she's down below and he's up above and he jumps on the bars and swings across. He uses them like, them like they're parallel style. bars, yes. just like you would if you're in the Olympics. Well, in the original, you're like he's trying to get away from these people and be inconspicuous, but in yeah. this version, he's draws all the attention. <laughs> Look at me! To I'm on parallel bars and I'm gonna land. Perfect ten. Woo-hoo. I, I'm Nadia Comaneci. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah. It was. So there was that scene. There was a weird uh, lesbian, the headmistress, cancer of the couple dying, meet. and then and then yes. Karen Emma Thompson's character introduces the show and takes a minute to acknowledge that the headmistress's wife died. I'm so sorry, you poor alone. And then these now. two women carrying heavy bales of something in Kenya are talking about their husbands and yeah. daughter. We didn't even watch other scenes pertaining to that. Just that was enough, and we were like, "Okay, this movie could have been a whole lot different slash worse." You guys want me to hit you with some IMDb trivia? Yes, sure, please. So the guy that plays Colin uh, allegedly returned his paycheck for the scene where the three American girls undress him. He said he had such a great time having three girls undress him for twenty-one takes that he was willing to do it for free and thus returned his check for that day. That's crazy. You think that's true? I don't know. No. <laughs> the guy, if the real actor is anything like his character, then I could see it being true. I will say no due to union rules. He has yeah. to accept scale. He probably just he told that to IMDb. He's like, by the way, IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he, they reduced him to scale for the day. So the lake that uh, Colin first character and whatchamacallit goes swimming in was actually only 18 inches deep and they had to kneel down and pretend to be in deeper water. It was also <laughs> overrun by mosquitoes and Colin Firth was badly bitten and his elbow swelled up to the size of an avocado requiring medical attention. Oh, jeez. Should have said watch out for the mosquitoes, not the eels. That sounds terrible. Right? Yeah. I hope he took the money that Colin returns. So if the pages go in the lake or whatever that was, and they go and grab them, won't the ink be like... Almost up? Yeah. You would think Can you dry that like specific super ink? Yeah, yeah. Super anti-lake ink? Scrapbooker's <laughs> ink. Scrapbooker's ink. They make like acid-free ink. They, I'm telling you, they do. 
The idea for Mark's surprise at the band singing "All You Need Is Lo- All You Need Is Love" at Peter and Juliet's wedding came from Jim Henson's funeral, where all the puppeteers brought their Muppets and sang a song. Oh man, oh. dark turn there. I think I'd be if it was the Muppets. I would be a lot happier than. That's true. You would be. No, okay. We talked about uh, Hugh Grant knowing about Billy Bob Thornton's quite unique fear of antique furniture. Hugh Grant would sometimes what? flash a piece <laughs> of antique in front of Thornton just before the cameras rolled and watch him freak out in amusement. I have what? no words for any of what you just said. Is that a real thing? People are afraid of antiques. Billy Bob Thornton is afraid of antique furniture. That's it's true. Just nuts. So Hugh Grant's such an asshole. That he would, uh, you know, bring some antique furniture and flash in front of him before they started filming. Wow. According to the director, they had to put Emma uh, Thompson in a fat suit to make her appear heavier because she's actually a very thin woman. Why did they have to make everyone be so fat in that movie? And by so fat, I mean not fat at all. Yeah, like regular size, if not thin size people. That doesn't even make sense. Like I said, it's all hating on women in this movie. Exactly. It is. I back you up on that. And you guys love it. Uh, no. I'm the guy. Kim loves it. And I'm it. calling this out. No, Kim loves it. This is Kim's favorite movie of all time. Yes. Kim has no defense. I said, I like it, and it has some problems. Is that one of the problems? Yes. <laughs> all right. Misogyny is always a problem. I agree. With the exception of Sam's running through the airport scenes and the footage of people greeting each other, all, all airport scenes were filmed on a built set, which cost most of the budget for the movie. Really? Some That's of these, why they couldn't get a nicer necklace. Some apparently. of these scenes include Colin leaving for and arriving in Wisconsin and Sam shouting at Joanna through the glass and all footage of the actors at the airport. At wow. The That's weird. Like the yeah. whole budget. That is surprising. I have yeah. to admit. This is one of my favorites. The director and other members of the production had a 45 minute meeting to determine what color underwear Lucia's character would wear for the lake scene. Lucia. Is it Lucia? Oh. I probably Lucia. 45 minutes her color underwear okay that's a long time Hugh Grant hated the dance scene because he didn't think a prime minister would be doing something like that hated the what scene the, the dancing scene what so I mean the you're song right a prime minister Justin. would absolutely not be doing something like that and yet it was funny and hilarious and I can see prime ministers can't they, dance I, do you think Barack Obama never dances like why can't well, a prime minister, prime minister dance? Right, but obviously it was like a gratuitous moment for the audience. Like, look at Hugh Grant as the prime minister oh, is dancing. Butt. Yeah, basically. Andrew Leakin, uh, who played Mark, Mark, was initially unsure about his character as he thought the scene with the handwritten signs was, quote, borderline stalker territory. Yes, he's <laughs> correct. He is so correct. He's not wrong. I Don't give me that face. Like, I told you there were reasons why I understood it, but I can't defend it as not being stalkerish when it, it, it plainly is. For many years after the movie's release, viewers have argued about whether Harry, Alan Rickman's character, actually cheated on his wife Karen with his co-worker Mia. In December 2015, uh, the script editor confirmed on her Twitter account that it was indeed a full-fledged sexual affair and not really? just an inappropriate but non-physical flirtation. Damn. How would we? There were no signs pointing to that whatsoever. It happened, Kim. Well, they should have written that better because I would not have guessed that. Um, For her one-minute cameo, Claudia Schiffer received or reported $300,000 US. They should have taken some of that 
And so the airport, it, all the money went through the they airport the scenes airport and Claudia, Claudia Schiffer. Schiffer. Oh my god, that's hilarious! And not and Kenya the and Kenya apparently. Yep. And that's it. That's the entire budget. <clears throat> wow, crazy. Okay, and I also just because I knew you guys, what's going on? Is your mic okay? Oh yeah, no, I'm good. I don't know if you guys noticed these things, but um, Kira Knightley's bridesmaid bridesmaids are wearing white at the wedding. Yes, is that? Does that happen? Yeah. Really? I mean, the bride wears white oh, and everyone else bride. does yeah. not Most wear white. Most of the time, the bride wears white. Once in a blue moon, though, you do run across a monochromatic wedding where they've decided everything is black or white. Like, that's it, you know? And black is, you know, more like negative than like the front so to the. White. That's like an affront to the bride, no? Yeah. I think like traditionally. It's yes. like you like show up for your wedding and like a bridesmaid goes rogue and also wears a wedding dress to no, your I wedding. Agree. Traditionally, yes, I think that's true. But if you're running a I monochromatic can't. look, maybe that that's where it comes into play. I know it's I your like special it. day, but hello? I special for me it too? nice in this wedding dress. Yeah. I liked your wedding no, dress, I like so it. I bought it as well. Um, very interesting well, all right <laughs> thank you for sharing so what would be your final grade uh chrissy for love actually b i assume it's got to be a for a you kim plus. a plus <laughs> even with issues a plus because i just love it a2 justin uh probably like a b yeah. okay so we're, we're tied on that solid movie yeah it is good it's weird it i just think it's weird like it it's enjoyable moments. and i like it yeah. and I'm just mystified by its extreme popularity and the yeah. glossing over of, you know, the non loveness of a lot of it. <laughs> I agree. So before we move on, as a man, uh, I have to, you know. So let's get on to Chrissy's favorite movie. Wait, 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 think so a buzzfeed like some kind of quiz where you take and it basically says what love actually man you're meant for yes. basically yes so chrissy and i both took it you did and i you haven't told me the results have not because i want it to be a total surprise chrissy what do you think our results yeah. are chrissy i would say that you were david hugh grant okay why because he's uh, outgoing and um, Hugh Grant. I don't know. <laughs> and Hugh Grant. <laughs> you would be correct. Yes. Because he's outgoing, nice likes to sing and dance, and is charming to a fault. Yes. I'm a genius. Well done. Awesome. Kim, Kim. Kim, you are um, calling the first character. No. Okay. <laughs> Who are you? Did you see well, my face cam? <laughs> I was like, oh. There's an interesting story. So I took this at home earlier today and I got not Colin Firth, but Colin the character. Colin. <gasps> Colin like. Colin Frizzle. Colin with the like, huge knock. Oh my God. American women. <laughs> and I was what very if, so disappointed. You, when you got to it, it's like, you are Colin. You, why, why <laughs> were you messing with? He's like goofy and whatever. I don't even remember what it said anymore, to be honest, because I was so disappointed. You are easy, Kim, and, and you to, will, yeah. you know. I had to reevaluate. At the drop of a British accent, choices. you will. <laughs> drop your you panties. Drop, drop your panties. panties. Yes. But then. With your two, your three f- girlfriends and your. Yes. And our one time. Matches without any. Yes. But then I took it again with Chrissy, and I don't know what I changed. I took it 
two more times and I got David both times. But I don't think I changed any of my answers and I'm very confused why that changed. I don't know. So it's Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant made the I quiz. Said, he's on yeah. the other end. He's like, boop, 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 like, like making a joke. No you are <laughs> matched with David. Everyone goes to David. So, yes. Not anyway, Daniel. now That's we can move person. on to Christy's favorite movie. I feel like I have to now take it and see who I get. I was surprised you didn't. Yeah. Well, I was letting it be your guys' thing. I mean, you could have done it. I mean, <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, so not only we watched Love Actually, which is a modern day classic um, in Christmas films. Right. Um, we also watched another modern day classic, Ernest Saves <laughs> what do we call it? Christmas. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas, which Why? for some unknown reason, neither Kim nor Chrissy had ever seen before. And we can't stay awake for to save our lives. <laughs> I don't know if we've seen it to this day. <laughs> yes. So Ernest Saves Christmas, 1988, IMDb logline is, wait for this, guys. Ernest helps Santa Claus as he searches for his successor. Oh, my God. Bingo, bango. Boom goes the dynamite. I can't even. Um, why haven't you guys seen this movie before? Um, and think, what did you think of it? I think the real question is why has anyone seen this movie before? <laughs> Specifically you who are who is a connoisseur of movies and knows the difference between something good and bad. I'm just saying. We were talking about our love of mannequin earlier, Chrissy. <laughs> so Touché. didn't you list this as like one of your top five Christmas movies? Oh shut up. No. So we had a Christmas movie draft. And this was my fifth pick um, with five rounds, my last pick. Um, this is horrible. <laughs> this is on your board as a pick. I'm sorry. Not okay. He's the worst. This movie is the worst. Why is it the worst? Kim? Um, full disclosure. I'm guessing you saw like 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> well, I tried to watch three different times and I fell asleep all three times. Um, but I did see a lot of it. I did see parts of it. I will also admit that the first time I watched it, so I just Googled it and I found it on YouTube. Free on YouTube, the whole movie. Realized that, like, until maybe 20 minutes. Actually, I didn't even realize this. My husband, Robert, had to realize this for me because he was like, what's up with the voices in this movie that I was watching it? I'm like, you know how they do, like, double speed. speed or whatever? Yeah, double yes. speed or something. And so Santa had this, like, super squeaky voice the whole time. And I was, like, very confused. I was like, this movie is god-awful. I don't know what's happening with these actors. I did not know that I was watching it the first time on oh double God. speed. That's hilarious. And so it actually was more entertaining. And then I watched it normal speed, and then I fell asleep. So what was the question? Oh, the question was, why did I not? I think the premise is cute. The idea of it is cute. That, you know, oh, Santa Claus is going to, he needs to retire or whatever. He needs to find the guy to replace him. And then here comes this goofball doofus who just kind of gets in the way and interrupts things. <laughs> but falling asleep right falling now. Asleep just thinking about it. No, I'm good. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't that entertaining. Chrissy? I, I couldn't agree more. I tried in the beginning, especially watching him be a taxi driver and like, you know, take me around. And I, one can only take so many times of hearing him be like, you know what I mean? And, and I was like, I can't. Wait, Chris, give me your earnest impression again. Hey, Vern, you want to get in the car? You know what I mean? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do it. Maybe after the 15th take of, you know what I mean? I was like, nope, I don't know what you mean. I can't do this anymore. Like, I literally can not. And that was the end for me. Could not do it. I just, when he's he's driving the taxi in the very beginning, and then the guy, he swerves, and the guy falls out of the car and dies, and he's still trying to get the guy to the airport. And all he has to say is, oh, you know what I mean? It's just super over the top, and... 
Who not even? It reminded me of the. Didn't Kim? You grew up in Southern California, like I did. Yes. Wasn't weren't there commercials? If I'm not mistaken, at some point that co-opted the Ernest thing, and it would be like, "Oh, look at these crazy old prizes at Keys of Van Nuys." You know what I mean? I don't remember that. I'm pretty it's sure it possible. happened, but I don't know. I'm pretty. I love sure. Chrissy's version of. <laughs> Because remember the you know what I mean thing that like that was a part of the car commercials. Well, that's his. That's what he's known for is the whole. Know what I mean, Vern? You know? I didn't even that know I this knew. was a thing. I didn't know that there was like a series. I actually read up on it. Oh my god! I love After. You. Did Robert? So Ernest, I think it is def, was definitely more popular in the South uh, than he obviously was here in California. So as a kid, I was very knowledgeable wow. of the Ernest movies. He's going, okay, wait, wait. I even made the list. You guys want to be blown, oh my God, uh, your can't. mind's blown by where Ernest has been <laughs> in film? There's multiple Ernest movies. Yeah. I- uh, he, he went to camp. Ernest goes to camp in 1987. He saved Christmas in uh, 1988. Oh, God. <laughs> then he went to jail. Ernest goes to jail, 1990. Ernest Scared Stupid, which is a Halloween movie, 1991. Ernest Rides Again was 1993. Uh, he went to school in 94. Slam dunk Ernest 95. He went to Africa in 97. And then he was in the army in 1998. I will say it's pretty impressive. I mean, first he just went to camp. Then he was his <laughs> hero and saved Christmas. And then he went to jail. But then somehow Ern- he magically turned his life around and then went to Africa. I have to be honest with you. Ernest goes to jail, I think, is his shining achievement. At the- he was at the height of his powers while he went to jail. <laughs> I'm sure. I want you to know that I know just, what I know what I mean, Vern. I just googled. <laughs> you know what I mean, Ernest. Literally, the very first result to come up, not just on like oh Google video, but like actual Google, is actual Google. Ernest ads collage. Know what I mean, Vern? Like from all the ads that he did in the late '80s, early '90s. So I like this movie as a kid, guys. Why? <laughs> Because I was, you know, a stupid kid. I, I haven't seen this movie in probably 20 years. And I, I think the reason I liked it so much was um, as a kid, I was really into voices and like different characters. Like well, I was, You should watch it on Double Saturday Night Live. Right? Yes, I'm with Kim. And so Ernest, um, he does in this movie, plays several different characters um, throughout the movie. Uh to kind of <laughs> spice things up. Chris, oh Chris you look like you're dying over there. Because this movie the is the worst. Fake it, fake it till you, <laughs> fake it till you make it. I don't need to fake it till I make it. Like, this movie is the worst. Ask me my opinion and I will tell you. I can't stand we, it. I don't like Ernest. I don't like the concept, the plot. You can at least writing. open your eyes here. Kim's you. right here. She's talking I'm about listening. Ernest. <laughs> you're listening. So, Ernest was actually a fictional character that was created to be in a series of commercials. That's what I mean. Um, what? No, you said he was like in like a... Car advertisements. No. Yes. No. I remember he was in uh, like so like Coke commercials. He was in like a Chex commercial. Really? Yeah. I don't remember any of these. Right. Anyway, started as like a commercial. Like it's almost like if you took the "Where's the Beef Woman" from the Wings commercial is like, let's build a whole a whole Empire, franchise about her. the beef. The "Where's the Beef Woman" from Wings. Right. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it does definitely doesn't hold up. Um, Not even a little bit. <laughs> I have never heard of any of these movies, and weren't there like some Vern movies too? So it. it 
And yes. he, there was a TV series, and the big thing is you never see Vern. He's always talking about Vern. Tim, the tool man, oh, yeah. Taylor, talking yeah. through, through what's his face through the fence. And in in Ernest Saves Christmas, he goes to Vern's house, but it's like he's talking directly to a camera. He's like, "Hey, Vern, I'm here with the tree and this, you know, this young girl that you know ran away from home, and now I've kind of abducted Which her." Also, super right. Weird, by the way, <laughs> what that was. It's like, does he have some kind of mental health issue, yes. uh, Ernest? Obviously. Yes. Is that even a, like up for debate? I thought we just took that as granted. Continue to hate on Ernest, Chrissy. I would love to. What? Did Ernest do you wrong? Like, do you, Sounds what? like she wants an Ernest movie marathon. Oh, my God. Shut oh, up, Oh, man. We're I going camp. He's annoying. We're going, Ernest goes to camp and Ernest goes to jail. Double feature. A-S-A-P. Ernest gets killed by Chrissy. 2017. <laughs> Jeez. Nope. Can't even. Wasn't there another movie with an Ernest? Sorry he doesn't sexually harass someone, Chrissy. Sorry he doesn't go to so- his best friend's house with some <laughs> really stalkerish, uh, you know. He's still Fine. asleep over there. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not asleep. I'm just like listening to your apology. I mean, like, just don't be you, sorry. Att- you attack just- Ernest, but not the love actually guys well i mean come on there's like light years what if love difference. what if ernest was in love actually like can we concoct oh, some kind of not some kind of vignette ernest deserves perfect. love too guys nope he doesn't it's all good if though. alan rickman cheats on his wife gives her a Joni mitchell record to cry to still they kind of end up together in the end i think ernest can have love well, then he can listen to Joni Mitchell with her, and that will be that. Uh, Ernest Sees Christmas was the first major feature production filmed almost entirely in Orlando, Florida. Wow. And, and the then-unfinished Disney MGM Studios. I really like that. It uh, grossed $28 million at the box office. Has How? a 38% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. How? How are these numbers so high? That's a good question, actually. A lot of people like Ernest, apparently. I remember, okay, people? true story. When I was a little, little, like little kid, I remember thinking vaguely that Ernest was funny because I remember I'd be like, "Oh, I want to, I want to see like the Ernest movie," and my mom would be like, "You're not seeing the Ernest movie." I'm like, Your "Mom was very smart, totally." But I was like, "But he seems funny." Like I thought that some of the jokes were funny or they landed well. I don't know. I mean, I was I was a kid. I couldn't explain it. I just was like, "I think he's funny," and she's like, "No." I. I'm embarrassed to say this out loud, but when you first said that we were going to watch the Ernest movie, I got confused with Weekend at Bernie's, and I thought that it was oh going to be about a guy who was dead, <laughs> but people were like playing it off like he was alive, and I was actually kind of excited because I liked Weekend at Bernie's, and then I was very disappointed to find out that it was not Bernie, but it was <laughs> not Ernest. Not Bernie, but this So I instead. actually was more excited before I watched the movie. That is sad and terrible and wonderful all at once. I don't once. know why I got that confused. It's very embarrassing. But uh, apparently, we almost got six more Ernest movies. Oh God! Six more? Like they were beyond. They were reported to be in development in the 1990s. One of which was called Ernest Spaced Out, where I assume he was somehow space. lost in outer space. Oh my God! I'm so when glad was that the? You know what I mean, Vern? What? When was the last Ernest movie made? What year? 98, uh, Ernest in the Army, direct-to-video. So what is so that guy, does happen. that guy do anything now, Ernest? He is deceased, Kim. Oh, that's... 
Womp, womp. He, Sorry to hear that. He was the uh, the remember the weenie uh, slinky dog in Toy Story movies. Yes. Yeah. He was the voice of the Aww. the Jim Varney. So anyway, and Chrissy has continually hated on him throughout this podcast. I like this uh, a dead man's memory. Just saying. Um, Aim higher, kids. Aim higher. There was one called Ernest and the Voodoo Curse, which was okay. like an idiot version of Raiders of the Lost Ark okay. with zombies and voodoo potions. Um, <laughs> there was a, a Sherlock Ernest. <laughs> Sherlock Ern- Ernest, Ernest, the, Ernest the Pirate. These are all like ideas, I guess. Okay. So... Justin, being that you loved this movie so much when you were a child, but you hadn't watched it for 20 years, when you watched it again recently, did it still have the same appeal? Um, good question. No, it really doesn't hold up. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Maybe, I feel heartened. Maybe I was affected by this one over here groaning throughout it the whole time. I could not even. Like, I could not even. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, I'll watch, God. you know, whatever the hell with her, you know. For the most part, that's true. But I won't. She'll audibly groan throughout a movie if she doesn't. Well, like it. because it was r- no, no. A lot of times I'll just like be like good night and I'll fall asleep. This one was a rare combination of not just falling asleep but being like actively disheartened <laughs> and angry with this movie happening. You know what this means, Kim? What? I hate to get graphic about this, but there's going to be sometime in the future where Christy and I are going to be like, you know, making out oh. or something. Like it's a date night. Everything's getting romantic, and I'm going to look at her and be like. Know what I mean, Vern? And I will be like, I do not know what you mean, Justin. And then she will leave you. Good night and good, good luck. And then that will be it. I will walk away. I'm going to pull out some Ernest. I will fucking walk away from you, Justin Winters, so fast. Nope, it's, not even. I'm going to do it just for the fun of it. And I've never report, known a man I'm, who I'm would sabotage back. his own hookup time. And then I will serve you with divorce papers shortly thereafter. So good luck. Oh, she really doesn't like Ernest, Justin. I, I think can't. you're being a little bit drastic, Chrissy. <laughs> Am I? Yes. Okay, You've made me watch Titanic 27 times. <laughs> that movie is 50 hours long. You're comparing <laughs> Ernest Ernest Saves Titanic Christmas is 90 is minutes not long. Comparable and you cannot compare the two. I have I did not have an Ernest Seance box. No, cuz what would you have? I have it would be like, you know what I mean, Vern, and you'd be like, I you just shut it. I haven't asked you to wear an Ernest mask and Thank we like God. hug each other like you have with the Leo mask. <laughs> God. Should I leave? <laughs> so what would be your final grade for Ernest Day's Christmas? F. F? Yes. Bah humbug. Well. Kim? I don't know if I can say because I technically fell asleep. You can't say. Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. Like, me too. I that's why it's an F. You give it an I and C. I, I would probably also say F. I would say Z because I caught some Zs during the movie. So did Chrissy. Oh, more than my share. So I got it incomplete, but again, I'm okay failing with it because it didn't give me any reason to stay away. Yeah, three times I tried. Three. So three I'm times. happy to announce at this moment that our next next week we're going to be covering Ernest Goes to Camp. <laughs> jail. Ernest Goes to Jail. A zombie. I can't wait to have a really good nap when that happens. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> This is what you should, whenever she complains about how she's a mom and she never gets any sleep and it's so tough, just put on an Ernest movie and she'll knock right out. 100% this. It's Found the cure for insomnia. We should market I'm this. I'm on board. Shark Tank, guys. We can make money off this. <laughs> I am totally on board. Let's go. <laughs> Are you having trouble sleeping at night? <laughs> do, you sit, uh, do you sit awake at, in your bed 
at two o'clock in the morning wondering how am I ever going to get the sleep I need? Well, we have something for you. It's called Ernest. <laughs> know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> the worst Ernest ever. <laughs> we'll give you the whole box set. All eight or however Ernest movies. Eight? Too many. No. Too, too many. No, we're gonna pretend Ernest there's a movies. lot less than eight because we'll also fun. have Chrissy McQueen come to your house, explain to her, you, you how much she hates Ernest. Nope, nope. Chrissy McQueen is going to walk in your house with a bottle of wine and be like, here, in lieu of Ernest, I brought wine. So, um, you guys gave him Fs. I'd probably give it some kind of a D something. This is your, like, top five Christmas movie. I didn't say Why it was my top five Christmas him, movie. And you're... We, we're having a draft, draft, and I had to round it out with a what I called my WTF pick, just to make it interesting. Absolutely, whatever, oh, yeah. Chrissy. What? Don't don't even Justin. Even you don't like it. Even you gave it a D. Hey, you knew better. Don't even. Nope, you're not allowed. Oh <laughs> man, is there something that you've asked for Christmas this this year, Kim? I want the NES, and I'm still expecting it to come from above, apparently. Oh. Speaking of things coming from Crying above, baby. our son wants to come from above and we're, have some We're going to have to wrap it up yeah. by... Uh, get him. He, it was all the talk about Ernest. He's like, no more Ernest. She woke him up by yelling about Kim, Ernest. I hope Clearly. you have a fabulous Christmas. I'm a Jew. And we, Hanukkah. We love you. Chanaka, Christmaka, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Um... <laughs> All the holidays. What was it? Christmas. New Year. Christmasica. Christmasica. Not Christmica. Happy Ernest Day. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> as our kid screams in the background. Parents Thanks for you. coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, I hope Chrissy learns my name. That's my one Christmas Kim wish. Kim Barnes. There we Kim go. Kim Barnes. Back on the show. We love you and hope that you come back to talk about Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yes. we, um, we hope everyone listening has a happy holiday season um please find us on twitter find us on facebook find us on instagram all the social medias you can find us uh, our handle is usually movie geek cast and if you leave us an itunes rating or review we will come to your house come to your house play an earnest movie and play an earnest movie and put you to sleep and put you to sleep enjoy tuck it's you like in give you a kiss on the on the head we will love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Mean it. Happy holidays. <laughs>